Hi, I'm Bettina from Bettina's Kitchen and I'm a plant-based chef, cookbook author and blogger. And I'm Nikki from Rebel Recipes. I'm a food blogger and also a cookbook author. And this is our podcast, What the Focaccia, kindly brought to you by the lovely team at Odyssey. Very much like us, Odyssey believe that food is a way of getting us back in touch with the things that matter the most in life. Food is so good at bringing us together, getting us to think about new ideas and, of course, feeding good conversation. Bettina, you're so right. Odyssey actually specialise in supplying fabulous Greek and Mediterranean flavours and ingredients. And you can see it all for yourself on their website, which is odyssey.com, spelt O-D-Y-S-E-A. It's definitely worth checking them out. And also they have a recipe section which has some amazing food ideas. And they have very kindly given us an exclusive offer for all of our podcast listeners. So if you order anything from Odyssey and use the code WTF15 at the checkout, you'll get 15% off, which is even more of a reason to check out their lovely produce. Right, let's meet this week's guest. So our guest this week on the podcast is actually the man behind Odyssey, Panos, who's here to tell us all about his love of Mediterranean ingredients and the story of how Odyssey came about. So thank you for joining us today, Panos. We're very honoured to have you here. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm uh, thrilled to be here. Great. Well, we know that you've got um, you know amazing food story, which we'll, we'll get into shortly. Um, but just for our listeners, could you um, run through a little bit about who you are and, and your background? Um, okay. So I was born in uh, Greece, in Athens. Uh, my parents are... Uh, originally from Constantinople, and uh, they came to... My, my, my mother was born in, in Greece. My father was born in, in Constantinople. My life evolved in the kitchen. I did my homework in the kitchen, and uh, I was watching my mother cook. So I, I came to London in 1979 as a student uh, to do A-levels, and at that time, I, I knew how to cook, basically. I, you know, my cousin, I was staying with my cousin. He said, go out and buy some mayonnaise. I said, why should I go out and buy some mayonnaise? We can make some. And so I, you know, I just made some mayonnaise there and then. And uh, so uh, I studied, I went to university. I studied mathematics. And then I studied, I went to, I did a master's degree in uh, management of information systems. And then I went back to Greece in 1986 to do my national service. Uh, I did about 16 months and then I was discharged and I came back to London. I had therapy. And then I started working for a Greek shipping company and I was working here for a while. I also was traveling a little bit to New York City where the company had another office. And then at some point, um, I decided to go back to Greece. Um, the step was very big. So I, it didn't work for me and I came back to London. So I basically, I started selling fish from uh, the fish farms in Greece. Ah. And that was my first business venture. I had never sold anything in my life, but someone sent me a box of fish and I took it to 
Tesco in Cheshunt. I didn't have an appointment. I went straight from the airport there because I didn't know how to do it. I, I went there and I said, can I please see the, the person who buys fish? And they said, do you have an appointment? I said, no. They said, you can't see him. I said, well, I said, I, said, I won't be. This is, you know, the one chance I get because otherwise, you know, the fish is going to go off. I'm not going to get any more. And they saw me. Wow. Wow. And, <laughs> and they saw me. And uh, after uh, six months of learning about food technology and learning about fish farms and traveling back and forth to Greece, to the island of Hyos, I managed to list uh, sea bass in Tesco in 1991. Yeah, I was just going to ask you what year was that? So was that in terms of fresh fish, was that something that was unusual at that time to have fresh fish or? It was, uh, uh, sea bass was at the beginning of its farming uh, ah. time. And it was a success story. It is the farm sea bass and farm sea bream are success stories. And so I managed to sell it. It was in the middle of the previous huge recession in the UK. And it didn't do well. And I went to Tesco. I was very naive. I, I did not know how to do it. So I went to Tesco myself and I said, you know, I said, it's not really working very well. And they said, yeah, right, we're delisting it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it went, that was it. And um, so I basically was trying, was selling a little bit to uh, Billingsgate Market, uh, to a trader there. And then uh, a friend of mine came along and said, uh, I, there is a stall on Portobello Road. Do you want it? I said, how much is it? They said, 30 pounds a day on, on, on a Saturday. I said, I want it. He says, what are you going to do with it? I said, I have no idea, but I want it. <laughs> <laughs> I said, it's 30 pounds on a Saturday, I'll take it. So I took it and <clears throat> I started making uh, taramo salata at home in my cousin's uh, kitchen. He was, was very generous to to lend me his kitchen, and also other dips, and scordaglia, which is a, a garlic dip made with potato, bread, and, and garlic, mm -hmm. and olive oil. And then I was buying olives locally in big tins, and I was then desalinating them and marinating mm -hmm. them myself, and mm -hmm. selling them there. And at the same time, Harvey Nichols, were about to open their fifth floor grocery shop. And I went to Harvey Nichols and Harvey Nichols said, we want these olives. So I went to Greece. I hooked up with someone I knew um, who have uh, a single estate uh, on the island of Evia. And I started making olives for Harvey Nichols, private label. We still do. So where, where do you think this entrepreneurial spirit comes from? It's not only entrepreneurial. Uh, you need a little bit of luck. You need to be at the right time, at the right 
place at the right time, and that is luck. Uh, no predict that, I think. Um, <clears throat> and you need to have very few alternatives. Uh, I had no alternatives. I had to do something. I could ask my dad to support me. I didn't want to do that. Uh, I was 30 years old. Uh, I had, uh, you know, I had had serious health issues we had, which I had overcome. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and I couldn't get a job. So I had to do something. Uh, and I, I presume also a big passion for food. I had a very big fashion for food. So I loved what I did. I still do. Um, I knew how to cook. Uh, I understood food combinations uh, and all that. And so I started this um, in... So Harvey Nichols was my first retail customer. Fantastic. And then we... uh, we approached Sainsbury's. Yeah. And Sainsbury's in 1993 had a project which was called Special Selection. Right. And so we started doing olives for Special Selection. So, um, I mean, this all sounds absolutely incredible. I'm sure it's very difficult. Um, how do you actually go about sort of finding your, your ingredients and your suppliers? What's your process for that? So... Um, I go around Greece, I travel around Greece a lot, I meet people, I get introduced to people, I go to exhibitions, I go to local exhibitions, Um, I visit uh, small stores on islands or whatever and see products and then uh, if I think the product is exceptional, then we will do it. Some products are commercially sound. Some products are not. We will still do them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our honey and and our tomatoes are a prime example of that. Um, They are... uh, We have an amazing producer. Mm. Uh, He's just an amazing guy. And uh, I met him at at a bazaar. Again, it was about 1992 or 93. Um, It was a charity bazaar, and I tasted his honey, and I thought it was exceptional. And it is exceptional. And the guy is, you know, he doesn't tamper with it. He doesn't do tricks. It's whatever the bees bring in. He packs it. It's a collaboration between him and his bees. Mm. And uh, that's, it's as simple as that. It's an amazing, amazing product. And is that um, the same supplier as the amazing tomatoes as well? The tomatoes are, um, <clears throat> he's the same supplier. So right. I went to his uh, uh, little production unit. So we went into, he had a small sort of office with a kitchenette. He said, I'll make pasta. And he had a beer bottle with tomato inside. And he opened it and the whole room smelled of tomatoes. I said, where did mm-hmm. you find that? And he said, he said, that's how we keep uh, tomatoes for the winter in the village and he said we've been doing it like that uh, forever and we have old seeds uh, heirloom uh, so going back he got them from his grandfather I think 
And <clears throat> basically they plant them in the winter, they harvest, then they make uh, the passata. Yeah. They dry the seeds and replant them. It feels like there's a lot of love and effort and thought that's gone into every single thing that I've ever tasted um, from Odyssey. We try um, to do it the same way we would do it in the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, it's not always possible for a mass production. Um, <clears throat> and commercially, sometimes we have to, you know, do also products that uh, we wouldn't be doing normally because we have to have the whole package mm. uh, to offer and the whole range. But the way we do it and what we do and what we believe in is that it has to be amazing as a product. It has to taste fantastic. And then we will look at everything, at anything else. We will, it's not price first for us. Mm. Well, the products are amazing. We're both very, very big fans and we love them. Uh, so, so yeah. good. Oh, and, yeah, um, I'm sure you've stories behind them. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you've heard it so many times, but I mean, I mean, you must have a huge sort of fan base for the giant beans alone. I mean, so many people talk about them. <laughs> They're just incredible. Yeah, that's, that's also a, a big success. Um, <clears throat> but it's, it could sell more. I don't think, uh, I think it should be merchandised with baked beans. Because that's yes. what it is. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh! But yeah. it's they are basically baked luxury <laughs> baked beans. That's what they are. Yeah, a hundred percent. They are the best baked beans. I, they are I, so I, so good. I, I totally agree, though, cause it, because you know they are just an amazing alternative to baked beans, aren't they? So of course, if they were placed alongside, I think people would naturally pick them up because they look great. And once they've tasted them, they'd be completely hooked. A hundred percent. Yes, it's a, a, a great product. A great product. Again, this is one of the. The, the ones we did from the beginning, so in 1993, when we launched this range uh, of products in uh, Sainsbury's special selection, uh, this was one of them, and it's still in there. So we've talked about your food ethos, we've talked about how you started the business, you're still obviously very, very passionate about what you do, um, you've just popped back to London from Greece. Um, I think from what we've heard, it's it's quite evident that, as you said, it's the right time and the right place, but also having a huge passion for for food and also believing in yourself, I suppose. Um, a lot of people that listen to, to this podcast are either trying to get into the food business or have started getting into the food business and maybe it will be good to see what what type of advice would you give to anyone that is starting out? Uh, that you will fall down many times and you just need to get up and continue. That's great advice. So not be discouraged and just... Not be discouraged. Not be discouraged. Just continue on. You need to continue. And, you know, there will be obstacles and there are obstacles even today, every day. There are problems, there are issues, there are things going wrong. And you just need to solve them and continue. 
And I think that's what sometimes people do, isn't it? If they get, you know, get a, a series of little little knocks. But I think if you if you really truly believe in, you know, in your product and ethos, and 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 I suppose, you know, of course, a huge thing for you is that you are, as you say, supporting amazing sort of producers back in Greece. That must be a, a big motivation as well. We value loyalty, and we value loyalty at all levels. We value loyalty with our customers, so we are very loyal to our customers. We are very loyal to our suppliers. You know, something to, for us to change, something really bad has to happen. It does happen, but uh, uh, we basically we don't do it. I mean, you know, with our olive supplier, uh, who I mentioned earlier, we've been working since 1992. Uh, with uh, our feta supplier, we have been working since 1996. I met him here at an exhibition. Uh, and I, I brought my my mother was here visiting as well, and we went around together and we were tasting all the fetas at the IFE. Right. And then we went back and <laughs> uh, she said, "I think this is the guy," and it was. And we still do. Uh, we work with them. Uh, we still do. We are value. Uh, we we are um, loyal to our uh, employees. And our employees are loyal to us. Most people stay here for a long time, uh, 20 years plus. I mean, you know, there are, we have a slow turnover. And some people have been with, uh, with the company for a long time. Mm-hmm. So at all levels, we, we value loyalty. What, what, what mm. are your plans? <laughs> um, uh, okay, so what's next? That's a, it's a very good question. Mm. Um, so I am... Working on various projects, I'm trying to uh, get into wines a little bit more, Greek mm-hmm. wines. Um, we started selling a few on our website. Um, so it's something I'm looking into at the moment. But we want to expand the Odyssey brand, which uh, we work on it, uh, you know, exclusively with uh, Sainsbury's. Um, and other smaller retailers, but not other supermarkets. Mm-hmm. And uh, with the exception of Berry, where we, we sell it elsewhere as well. Uh, <clears throat> we want to penetrate more categories. So we want to go into Frozen, mm-hmm. first of all, right. because the potential is huge. And there are, uh, there is a family of products in Greece that are very much, uh, very much suited to the current trends. Mm. Uh, so, vegan. We have in Greece there is a family of dishes called ladera, which virtually means uh, braised in extra virgin olive oil, mm. and they are all uh, vegan, ready prepared in all the proportions in all the things. so. All you do is you add water and olive oil, you put the lid on, and in 35 minutes, you have the most amazing uh, vegan meal, Mm -hmm. natural vegan. The other thing is, of course, what I call the Greek pizza. So what is pizza? Pizza is a piece of dough with something on it. Uh, In Greece, we have the equivalent, which is phyllo pastry, with something in it. Mm-hmm. With spinach, feta, uh, peppers, 
Plus. meat sometimes. What else uh, are we working on? We are working on uh, airline snack boxes. Mm. Oh, that's such a good idea. <laughs> so we have one already, which is doing really well. It's on EasyJet. Uh, and it, it is a box. It has uh, inside uh, a small tub of hummus, a small tub of uh, uh, roasted red pepper dip, uh, crackers, olives, and a baklava. Great. Oh, great. It's uh, doing really well. It is doing amazingly well. I'm not uh, surprised. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, it's, it's it's also a bit challenging to get really delicious, tasty options when you're when you're sort of flying. Yeah. So I'm not surprised it's doing well at all. So at the moment, of course, you know there is um, we are still selling it. It's still doing well, but it's given the the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I hope that uh, flights are going. We are going to continue to travel, and we can uh, grow this business. Um, well, I mean, honestly, I, I think I, I certainly hope that more people get to try your amazing products. And, you know, because I just think once you've tried any of your range, they're just completely oh, fall in love with them. Um, so that's that's my aim anyway. Just spread the words and share the Odyssey love because it's so good. OK, so we ask the same question to every single guest that comes onto the podcast and it's something along the lines of wise words to live by or can you remember any advice that you've been given that has sort of stuck with you success comes in waves bad news unfortunately comes in waves too (laughs) hence the expression when it rains it pours that's great words to live by and very, very true. Thank you so much for coming on to What the Focaccia and telling us your amazing story of being totally ahead of your time with your food ethos, with your products, the way that you support um, all of your suppliers. And hopefully we can spread the word and get many, many more to experience Um, all the beautiful stuff that you do thank you so much thank you very much for listening we really do hope you enjoy our food conversations absolutely and please feel free to follow us on our socials Bettina's Kitchen and Rebel Recipes and of course all of this has been made possible thanks to our sponsor Odyssey who supply incredible Greek and Mediterranean flavours and ingredients. You can see it all for yourself, along with some brilliant recipe ideas on the website, which is odyssey.com, spelt O-D-Y-S-E-A. And don't forget that as a listener to our podcast, you get an exclusive 15% off on your order just by using the code WTF15 at the checkout. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to get more podcast episodes and please feel free to give us a five-star rating. Happy cooking and we'll see you soon.